0: Video vampires.
1: all right guys episode 11 of video vampires this is mickey Jessica and today we have a special guest, the lovely Kate Fogarty, with Hello. Mixed Mental Arts. <laughs> Kate, um, before we kind of get into the episode, what exactly is Mixed Mental Arts? Uh,
2: so, Mixed Mental Arts is this cult that I joined, yeah. and I would really like to encourage other people to join this cult.
0: <laughs> I'm in. You slowly <laughs> already
2: cult done. <laughs> um, it's a. I mean, we we. It's kind of a joke that we call it a cult, but it's also serious. It's all about this idea that everybody lives in culture, mm-hmm. and most of the time you don't even think about it. And so what we're trying to do is get people to think about the culture that they're in so that they can more efficiently and effectively create that culture and improve it. Okay. So we're, our whole mission is to give people uh, mental tools to help you make your life better by, through culture uh-huh. and so we're releasing this belt system so just like in mixed martial arts, how they have belts I assume, Yeah, I, mean, I know nothing about mixed martial arts
0: in martial many arts martial in martial arts, yeah, arts have they have the, belts
2: yeah. we have a belt system that we're releasing but instead of thinking of it as um, like levels that you achieve mm-hmm. it's more of like just a map through all this information. So all this information is based in science. Yeah. It starts off uh, pretty straightforward and then builds on each other. And so I thought really quickly I could just take you through the first four belts. Okay, yeah. And I've figured out a way to, like, match it to movies to make it relevant. Oh,
0: perfect. So we video can vampires, understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: The Video Vampires audience, listening audience. Um, so the first belt, White Belt, mm-hmm. is You Are in a Cult.
0: Oh, okay. And so cult, you admit this yeah, fully. So, yeah, we dream. embrace
2: it. So cult is kind of like a cheeky, fun way of saying culture. Mm-hmm. Like, you are in a culture. And so um, my favorite movie to relate this to is The Matrix. Okay. So how Neo is just, like, uh, walking through life, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're in The Matrix. Are you ready to find out what The Matrix is? And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And so... It's all of this stuff that's around you. It's what you think, what you believe, what you wear,
1: mm-hmm. the
2: way you go to the bathroom, the food that you like to eat. Like, we're all in this culture. And you realize that when you get into a different culture. For most mm-hmm. people, when you go travel and you say, yeah. oh, uh, in Southeast Asia, they squat to poop. Yeah. And isn't that weird? And why do they do that? And we sit on a toilet. Like, mm-hmm. things like that. And so you realize you're in a, um, a different culture. So seeing... Uh, so, the whole point of this is why is that important? Why does it matter that you're in yeah. a culture? When you start to recognize things, you can more uh, effectively evaluate. Like, does it make sense to do this thing that I've always been doing my whole life? Yeah. Because or my does parents do. Sense to or is squat it.
0: Because it helps your bowel. Because it's
2: better for your body biologically.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Or, you know, like, is, so Americans are really big on ice and drinks. Yeah. Destroys our digestion. Does it? It's really bad for digestion, oh, and I so I know, I know. But like, uh, why do we do this? Where does this come from? Like things like that. Yeah. And so, is it okay to try something else? Yeah. So that's the whole point of, of the white belt and realizing that you're in cult. It's just kind of get the idea of like, oh, we're in this matrix. There mm-hmm. is no spoon. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> um, and so then the yellow belt mm-hmm. and. I don't... Like, there's a lot of different belt systems, different colors, so people might disagree with the, the ones that we chose, but it was just... We yeah. Had, you have to pick one but, and go yeah. with it. Um, so the yellow belt is the second belt, and that is culture binds and blinds. Mm-hmm. And so it's just building off of that first idea that you're in a cult and you've grown up with all these sets of beliefs and understandings and likes and dislikes and those were developed based usually on the or always based on the environment that you grew up in. Yeah. So, like if you live in America where we have this one type of environment, it makes a lot of sense to do things the way that you do them. In certain cases. I mean there's some Yeah. Ways where it doesn't make sense. If you leave that environment and you go to Russia, for instance And it's not the same freedoms. It doesn't make sense to do things in the same way. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And then, even like going back before that, the culture in America comes from, say, like agriculture cultures. Yeah. And so,
0: borrowed cultures.
2: Yeah. Or like the way that it developed. And culture. Yeah. I'm talking really fast because we had a lot of Bellinis before that. No, no, I like that. Um. So anyway, the whole idea is that your culture evolves with your environment. Yep. When your environment changes, your culture doesn't automatically change as fast. Mm-hmm. And the reason that your culture binds and blinds you is to keep you safe. So one of the things that humans have evolved with is this ne- negativity bias. Mm-hmm. So, like, you hear a noise and you think oh, that's probably the worst thing possible. It's a lion, it's a stalker, it's a killer, whatever. And, like, it's probably not that thing. But (laughs) evolutionarily, it's better to think that. It's the worst thing because it protects you. Yeah, it
0: gives you the worst-case scenario up front. So in case it is... Yeah, and, like, (laughs) being
2: being wrong and it's just a cat is not going to kill you. Being wrong and it's a lion is going to kill you. Yeah. So that's how that works. So the movie... That well, there's a bunch of movies, but the movies that I think kind of um, uh, demonstrate that the best are like Tarzan. Mm-hmm. So he Wait, grows which up. Tarzan. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like I haven't seen the, the Alexander Skarsgård one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I took about the one with Christopher Lambert. Are you talking about Wait, the Disney?
2: Wait, Isn't that Tarzan?
1: George of the Jungle. Pop. Yeah.
2: Pop.
1: But the oh, Disney Aladdin. Uh, no. Tar- Aladdin. Just Tarzan. yeah.
2: Pick whichever one you prefer.
1: So you mean the classic story of Tarzan? Yeah,
2: the classic story. uh, Wait, who wrote it? Uh, Okay. (laughs) I can't remember. Um, But, uh, yeah, so that idea of, like, whatever culture you're raised in, that's going to protect you. And Mm -hmm. you develop that culture for a reason. And then when Tarzan is pulled out of that and he goes to... England. England. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Then... uh, then that culture is less useful.
0: What's uh, the Brooke Shields and
2: oh Blue, Blue Lagoon? Yes, Blue Lagoon. Yeah, was
1: okay. another.
0: Uh, not she have sex
1: with her same. brother in that? No, yeah, he's not her brother. He's just, it's
0: not a real brother. It's,
1: it's like not, her it's like island brother. Yeah, they're you know? underage. Oh, okay. But It's just the fact that they were like supposed to be underage. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. but they grew up a, on
0: this island, so secluded, and no. you know. <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> um. Uh, other ones would be
2: uh, the Devil Wears Prada. Pretty Woman? Yeah. That's another... I was trying to think of horror movie ones, but I couldn't. So if you think of a horror movie one, jump in, please. Uh, okay, so then the next belt is the Orange Belt, mm-hmm. and that is the tribe.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: humans are very tribal, and it's all based on... This is all based in science. You yeah. Can, we can talk about it more later. If anybody's curious, they can always check out MixedMentalArts.co. Cool. co. We, yeah, not com, co. Okay. We have more info there, um, and all of this will be released. But it's just kind of a quick and dirty way of thinking about it. So the size of our brains dictate how many meaningful relationships we can have.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's generally, there's a bunch of different numbers, but we'll just stick with the easiest. It's the Dunbar number. It's 150, and that's like the size of tribes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so beyond that, um, things start to break down. And so um, what this means practically is this is why we stereotype people. Anybody outside of your Dunbar number you can't have a meaningful relationship with, so you tell a story about them. Yeah. Some stories are more helpful than others. So it's not that all stereotypes are bad, and it's not that all stereotypes are untrue or they're all based in true. It's just a story. Mm -hmm. And so depending on how helpful that story is, you know, so the movie that I wanted to use for that is Overboard.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: So, but so, okay, so there's a rich woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's a poor guy, and they have stereotypes about each other. Yes. And then they get to know each other better, and they learn a different story.
1: You know, you make it seem like so like they kind of just like they get together. And they she completely forgets who she is, and she she is tricked into <laughs> thinking that she's <laughs> well. <that's-> a four- <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you're right. I wasn't breaking down the whole movie, but like that's. That's essentially what happens is there has to be some reason that like pulls them together and he wants
1: to make her his slave. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I think he just wants to get her back for not paying for his tools.
2: Yeah, by making her his slave. Yeah. To that's earn, what he does, yeah. To pay off the money. Doesn't he like in the movie literally calculate that, how yeah. much how much work yeah. he would need for six hundred dollars? Okay. <laughs> Let's keep moving. Um, yeah, let's. <laughs> so then the last belt is the green belt. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea that your feelings and thoughts are always linked. Okay. So it's kind of the idea that it, a lot of, like, Western culture believes that the further you can separate yourself from your emotions, that's the better decision-making mm-hmm. process. But it's actually not true. Like, you can't make good decisions without your emotions. And this is all a story uh, with this guy that had a brain tumor and he lost his emotions and he couldn't make any decisions whatsoever. Oh, yeah. You can
1: think of, like, the rational, like, aspect of it, but he couldn't commit to anything because...
2: Yeah, because you need your feelings to give you that little bump of, like, okay, this would be better for me. Like, this is what my intuition is saying. I just, I don't know why, but this guy doesn't seem trustworthy or...
1: Yeah. Now, what movie does this correlate with?
2: So, this might be a stretch, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie yet, but it.
0: How, uh, j- can you explain the correlation between that? Are you talking about, like, how how do you mean, uh, explain?
2: Okay, so the idea between feelings and thoughts being linked?
0: Yeah, you're talking about the friendship between the children?
2: Oh, in the movie. Yeah. Okay, so your fear, so whatever you think, whatever you're afraid of, that's yeah. what... It is supposed to become. Yeah. Right?
0: It manifests.
2: So those feelings are driving your thoughts. Mm-hmm. As soon as you are no longer afraid of it, it can't hurt you.
0: Yeah, that's like, uh, yeah. Okay. And there's
2: probably better thought, like better demonstrations of this or examples in movies, but I was trying to think of like ones that related to horror movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was like, that idea that, like, once you control... Or, I mean, the movie's not out, but if anybody's read the book, A Wrinkle in Time... Mm-hmm. So, her whole thing is she's trying to, like, destroy this uh, power with hate. Yeah. She's I'm going to hate. And, like, she can't because that's what it all is all about. So, the only thing that she can use to destroy it is love. Mm-hmm. So, it's just the idea of, like, how powerful your feelings are and... How they
1: drive your thoughts. Sure. I don't know. That one might be kind of weak. No, that's good though. I I, I, I definitely get it from what you've just described. So that's. Uh,
2: yeah, that's the that's first four. There's that? nine belts, and like I don't know if that was a very good explanation. But no, it, uh, what it, it makes, is is yeah. we're trying to these ideas that are all based in science, give them, uh, give them to the people mm-hmm. in a very easy to use way. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, okay. that's well, Mix cool. Mental Arts. You can check us out on mixedmentalarts.co Arts co, or uh, we have a Facebook page. You can come check out. All right.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you, Kate. I mean, you're gonna stay. <laughs> what you're gonna be sitting here the whole time. So <laughs> see
2: you guys later. Bye. Right. <laughs> I'm uh, done. Yeah,
0: I'm
1: done. <laughs> um, before we really dive into like other episode stuff, uh, yesterday, um, Harry Dean Stanton, ninety one. Oh, I know. Very, very, um very super bummed about that. Actually, I was I was it's, surprised by how bummed I was. It's he's,
0: super bummed out, but you're like, the dude was 91. 91.
1: I know, but... He
0: can't live forever.
1: I know, but he was just like, you know, I, I, I realized that, like, you know, you know, and I think back on some of my favorite movies of all time, he's been in them, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, I don't know. He's just a great, great guy. Not that, you know, yeah, 91.
2: I think probably the first movie that I ever saw him in. Pretty in Pink? No. Oh, yeah. I think Bob, I it was actually... Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It was like Once Upon a Time on Christmas or something like that with uh, Mary Steenburgen. And he he plays the uh, the angel... What's his name?
0: I kind of remember what you're talking it about. It's like, like
2: an 80s movie. And yeah. like the It's basically... Uh, uh, a Christmas Carol.
0: Yeah. But,
2: like, a modern version I of it. I kind of remember Gideon. This, he I, plays the angel Gideon. hmm And so this mom, she's, like, she's really poor. She works at a grocery store. Her kids want presents and stuff like that. And, like, she wishes they were never born or something like that. Like, all good mothers do. <laughs> and Fair. then Gideon uh, is this angel and, like, He basically makes it so that her kids disappear,
1: and then she learns the meaning of Christmas, because what
2: other way than to
1: scare the
2: (laughs) hell out of someone?
1: By a weird, one magic Christmas? (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: By a weird cosmic abortion? Is that what it's called?
2: One magic Christmas?
1: Yeah. Yeah. With Mary Seenberg, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, Yeah. No, I mean, he's been, I mean, he was, I mean, he was in, like, so many David Lynch things, Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, Repo Man, Paris, Texas. I mean just everything.
2: Escape from New this York. This movie Escape from
1: New York, Christine, you know, yeah. like lot, he's it's and he's everything. He's always worked with great people too, you know. I mean, like great directors. So yeah. uh really sad, you know, and then he was also in Dream a Little Dream.
2: Hmm.
1: Remember that movie? Yeah. It was know. very weird. It was a body swap movie yeah. with uh, Corey Feldman and Corey Hayman, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright. Anyway, um, Another uh, thing that, you know, happened last week, you know, I'm going to just fly through this real quickly, is uh, I went to the opening of Slashback Video. Yeah, cool. It was really cool. Yeah, I went with um, Kurt Sandvig, who does, runs the site Hollywookie and uh, also does Paranormal Almanac, which I did an episode of. Oh, the yeah. first episode, actually. Pretty cool. Um, so, me and him went. It was great, you know, and I think if everybody... was it's a
2: podcast? It yeah. A
1: podcast, yeah. I think if everybody... Um, Everybody who lives in the Los Angeles area should definitely get down to Burbank to the Bearded Lady Mystic Museum and check it out.
0: Oh, is it on that street where all the rest of the Halloween stuff is?
1: Uh, it's not that far from there, yeah. I think okay. it's on Magnolia, um, but it's it's great. Uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of cool stuff. I got a really cool print of uh, it was Nightmare on Elm Street done in the style of a Friday 13th, the first Friday yeah. 13th poster. It's really cool. Um, Another big news that came out last yesterday... Um, was that Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back to the Halloween franchise next year as it's not she's not just showing up, she's playing Laurie Strode. I
0: feel like that's got to be weird.
1: I feel like it's going to be great.
0: But she was, I mean, so, I think it will be good, but like she was also in other, like what, wasn't she in Halloween H2O and then I was like Josh Harnett. It's not, no, it's not. Yeah, it's, No,
1: no, you're right, you're right. She was in Halloween H2O and it's a terrible movie yeah. except for the last half of it, you know, um, where she Isn't like. A,
0: what's his name is it?
1: Hello, Cool J. Obviously, no.
0: Was it Hello Cool J? That yeah. it was um. You're
1: thinking of Halloween Resurrection with oh, Busta yeah. Rhymes? Yes, yes, with Busta well, Rhymes. I think they're just gonna pretend like that one doesn't exist. Yeah,
0: I'd kind of just mash them I all can
1: together. I could be okay with point. them making you know uh, having H2O not exist either. I would yeah, like no, to see that's a not sequel a, as a good ha- movie. Yeah, it's got no. The so last how one, many
2: Halloweens were there without her? It's a lot. Two,
1: uh, three, which doesn't nobody really counts the Halloween movie, but it is four, five, six. That's three right okay. there. Hold on. Um... Ooh, no, that might be it. Three, four, five, six. She shows up in H2O. Yeah. And she shows up in the beginning of Resurrection gets killed off. Yeah. So, three. Oh, so
2: they're pretending that she never got killed
1: off. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> it's all right. right. Another spill <laughs> for those listening and who are wondering. <laughs> what- Is your phone okay? We're yeah, the, yeah. I Should know.
2: we pause? We pause it. No, no we're, no, we're
1: good. We'll edit it yeah, up. Yeah, we'll edit Do it up. you out. have um, paper towels right there? Let's just keep it going. Let's just keep it going. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I actually might leave that in because that's pretty, it's some good stuff. No, that's what the people,
2: saying it's good that's stuff, what the that people want to hear. Stuff. They
1: want to hear spills and thrills. <laughs> no. um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about Jamie Lee Curtis coming oh, back to the Halloween franchise. John Carpenter's producing it.
0: He's producing it, but he has nothing else to do with it,
1: right? Uh, the s- soundtrack apparently. Oh, that could be cool. All right. Anyway, um, so uh, is your phone okay?
0: Yeah, my phone's fine. I just guys, her phone's okay.
1: It's alcohol. Keep proof. going. Uh, okay, so um, one of the things that you know, Kate, you and I, I mean, full disclosure, guys, Kate and I cohabitate together. We.
2: Full disclosure, guys. We we fornicate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there you <we> go. Um, <laughs> we sometimes go to movies together, even though we don't always see eye to eye or seldom see. I them think together. that
2: the subtitle of this podcast should be the one where Kate and Mickey break off. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> we, Bye, guys. We, we have some pretty serious fights about movies. All right,
1: we have. Um, even if we're, when we're, we both agree on something, if we agree on it in a different way, I've, I've walked out. I've, like, walked yeah, out. Yeah, like, well, I go
2: both off. dislike a movie and then, di- and then disagree on how that movie failed and get really
1: serious. About. But um, one thing that, you know, before I went to Slashback Video... So, but, Jess, you're really uh, going to be our
2: therapist. Okay.
0: Great.
1: <laughs> well, no, because uh, before, you know, I went to Slashback Video, you know, Kate and I saw It, which I know, Jess, you saw yes. a few days before that. What did you think?
0: I, okay, I liked it, but it wasn't any, like, people are, I think lately people are, like, really into this 80s nostalgia, but this movie has all those elements, but it, like, it doesn't translate as good as other movies, and it's, like... It's just kind of whatever. I liked it. It was scary. I hate clowns, so I'm also biased because that shit just makes me uncomfortable no matter what. Sure. I thought the cast was good. The kids are great as, like, little baby actors, you know? <laughs> like, they did a really good job.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I thought it was also kind of, like, extreme but in a really hokey way. Um, but that being said, I didn't hate it. I wasn't mad that I paid for it, you know? Yeah. So.
1: I mean, I-, I liked it, Um but i have like massive 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 problems with it yeah. and um, you know spoiler alert i'm going to try not to give away much of what happens but there's one major thing that happens in that movie that i just could not i was just so disappointed with but um what? in you when you read the book um and they did this in the miniseries as well or at least they kind of do it um Beverly, the the, the the one girl in the group.
0: Lots of Beverly's, isn't it?
1: She's, a, she's kind of a badass in the book. I mean, like, there's... In the book, they decide they're going to kill it by, you know, when they're kids, by using uh, melted-down silver, you know, for silver bullets or, or yeah. balls. Because, you know, um, how you kill a monster when you're, you know, silver. So, um, they all take turns, you know, trying to see who can... who's got the best aim with the slingshot. And she's got like the best name in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And they and so like she's the one that kind of like deals the killing blow, so to speak. Yeah. Um, w- against Pennywise uh, when they're kids and everything, and um, it's got it's a it's kind of a it's kind of an awesome part. Uh, and they make her a damsel in distress in this new one. She gets kidnapped, yeah, and that's what makes them go. And it's like, why you took the one character. That was a total badass in that character. The one female. And you, and you made, made her, her a cliché.
2: Yeah. Um, well, and that was the only way they made her a cliché. But, I, I mean... Well, no, they I mean, they... I mean, it did have
0: a lot of... I think... Not just her, but it had a lot of cliches, like oh, her overbearing, touchy, yeah. molester father. Which in like, the book
1: he's just the I bully mean,
0: has like an abusive cop
1: dad, and it's like right. And in the book, Beverly's yeah. dad is abusive, but and in it's only most, implied. Uh, Stephen it,
0: King's
1: yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing about that the book. It and I, and I was thinking about this after I saw the movie. Is that for me? Because uh, I read a lot of his stuff, but for me, everything I feel like it was like the last truly amazing book of his. Not that I haven't liked anything that's come after that, because yeah. I, I love Misery, I like Needful Things. Yeah, I'm talking about books-wise and everything, but mm-hmm. but it really kind of does, you know, if you look at the stuff that came before that, um, it kind of wraps it all up. You know, I mean, like, he covers so many different things in that book yeah. that he did in um, other books. You know, like, so you have, like, the bullied kids from Carrie. Yeah. You have the whole thing from Carrie. Um, you have um, the small town that has, like, a really, you know, as has a hides a lot of ugly secrets that was Salem's lot you know um then he did uh you know the shining which was like about you know among other things abusive parents and stuff there you go like uh that that, that's that was in the shining and then maybe not Christine but Christine shows up in the book it so as far as I'm concerned like it is kind of like a big
0: a bigger wrap up of of
1: his previous stuff but um and it's and I'm not I'm never expecting it to uh, any adaptation to ever actually do it unless they did like a six out like six episode miniseries for starring each. Tim Curry. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I meant like <laughs> if they did like you know six uh, a season where it was just them as kids and then you did a season of them as adults because I mean obviously there's yeah, there's but which... I feel
2: like you are comparing the movie to the book and
1: I don't I don't I think I th- it's impossible not to. You go to see this movie because you go. Oh, I read this book or I know this material. I, didn't read I like the book.
0: It. it's one of the big this movie. Yeah. We're talking about this it. It's probably one of the bigger horror releases Absolutely. of the end of the summer. So a lot of people I feel like haven't read the book. But there's also well,
2: But I think like the well, my, my point is like it it failed the book readers, for sure. I yeah. didn't read the book, but it failed the book readers. But I didn't read the book and it failed me as well. But
1: there's more though, because like my other problem was is that there's there's um you know the director or the screenwriter they brought in characters from the book that weren't featured in the miniseries but they waste them like there's a character uh, if you remember the movie like and they're in they in t- when, there when you know like one of the bully kids is in the tunnel and he's got like the yeah.
2: little, and and
1: he gets he gets killed by those really stock looking dead kids you know like yeah. that really like i've seen this in a million movies at this yeah. point you know it would have been scarier in that scene if they didn't have any makeup at all it's just them being you know that would just be like oh that's eerie they're mm-hmm. kids in the sewer and they shouldn't be but that character in the book is got this incredibly fucked up backstory mm-hmm. it really and he's and in the book he's a fucking he is the he is the kid that the bullies are even like this guy's weird yeah so when he gets killed it's even creepier because you're like, "If this guy's bad, this guy's bad news." Yeah. Whatever got him yeah. is even worse. Yeah. Um, they don't go into that at all, and it's like, fine, mm-hmm. then just don't have that character in the movie because you don't need him. You know, my other well, go sorry, go ahead. My other problem was, and this is something that Kate and I argued about, is that, uh, and, and it's funny because I read this afterwards that other people had the same thought too, which is um. In the book and in the miniseries, there's a scene where the kids all go to the movie theater and they see I Was a Teenage Werewolf starring Michael Landon. Mm-hmm. Then later on, Richie Tozier, when he first sees it, he sees him as the werewolf from the movie. Yeah. There is a scene in this movie where they, you, the camera is like, you know, it's like a shot of the town or everything, and you see on the marquee Nightmare on Elm Street 5. And I yeah. was like, holy shit, they're going to redo that scene, but this time uh, they're going to have Freddy.
0: But and- that's what it should, it felt like. Yeah. yeah, and
1: that, well, that's what I wanted to see though because
0: it felt like if you're driving gonna take, around on the street anyway, but if
1: you're gonna but if you're gonna make a movie take place in the eighties, then make it work like work mm-hmm. into it, you know, like you know what kids were scared of in the eighties? Freddy Krueger.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have and I'm not saying get Robert England to come eights. in. Yeah, right. In eight apparently <laughs> yeah. very. Yeah, that was a little weird. Um, but you no, know, not I'm not even saying get Robert England to do it. I'm saying get like whatever Skarsgård or Sarsgård, you know. Yeah, Phil. Yeah, yeah Skarsgård. Sure. It's actually Skarsgård. Okay. Skarsh, oh, is it? <laughs> I thought it was... Scar-score? <laughs> no. Oh. But, uh, she, uh, but yeah, I, I think that that would have been great, because that would have been, like, that, instead, of, like what I said to you earlier, was that it felt like they were like, I got this great new kids on the block joke, and it's like, yeah, but that's a little dated. He's like, well, let's just make it take place in the 80s. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the only thing that felt like the 80s, that and them him playing well, the original street Well, what I think fighter. you're
2: saying is that, and this is a rampant problem with with remakes, with adaptations, yeah. is that people glom on to the wrong things. Yes. Yes. They don't understand what the story is actually about, and so they're like, oh, we're going to have this beat and this beat, and this is how we're going to reimagine this character, but they miss the whole... Like heart of what the story is about, mm-hmm. and that happens again and again.
1: But there's moments in the in the movie where, w- in moments where they take a misstep, there's moments where I feel like they step in the right direction. Like I'm not gonna lie, the you know the the climax with or the last scene in the silver when like Richie Toyer. Spoiler! Yeah, I already said spoiler. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> when Richie Tozier gets um, you know, when he gets good, he goes through his little speech then grabs the baseball bat and he fucking whacks yeah. it. Yeah. That, I admit, I got, like, I got pumped. I was, like, I was charged up. I was, like, excited, you know? I was, mm-hmm. like, because there's moments where they got the camaraderie, because the, the, that's what the book really is about. Yeah, it's about, like, you know, friendship kids. and needing and, and each other to survive, you know, and, like, and there was that, you know, they had a few moments like that in the... In the movie that I really liked, or when they when when the kid got separated, this the Jewish kid Stanley, yeah, and he's like screaming, he's crying, he's like, "You guys abandoned me!" Yeah. And all I was like, that this these are the moments where I'm like, I don't care if you don't tell the story the way it was told in the book, mm-hmm. but get the beats right. Yeah, and that was one of those moments where I was like, "That's it, that's the beat that I'm looking for." Like that moment where you you really get a feeling that these kids all care about each other mm-hmm. and they're sticking together. But the Beverly thing was the problem I had the most because I'm tired of seeing. Especially when you have source material where they don't do that. Yeah. Of t- turning, you know, women into damsels in distress. hmm Which will... I'm sorry, Kate, did you want to chime in with your thoughts on it, actually? <laughs> what was that? I just realized that, you know, you. aside from uh, what you were saying, I, I didn't want to cut you off before you had a moment. This is probably the nicest <laughs> argument we've ever had about movies. It hasn't even started. We're not even, we're not even really arguing. <laughs> into the
2: main topic. Yeah. I mean, very good. <laughs> no, I agree. I don't like... I mean, I don't, it's not because I read the book, because as I've said, I haven't read the book. But I, it's not, it wasn't that I got offended, because that wasn't it. It was, <laughs> I can't stop saying it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't get offended, but it's so annoying when you see a character. So in the movie, she's clearly molested or really like harassed by her father. And uh-huh. yet she is so, like, well-spoken and tough as nails and, like, yeah. hottest shit to every teenage boy around. And I'm just like, come on. Keep going. Should I be texting, too? No, I'm looking <laughs> up something while you're I'm talking. listening. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> so <terrible>. that... <laughs> did I just pull back the curtain on what happens during a video This is, why, this is why. I should
1: have <laughs> just kept going with the main topic. But...
2: Um, no, I just find that annoying, and, uh, since we're gonna talk about this later, I'll just say, like, I don't think, I think people think of feminist stories, or feminism, as like, oh, you have to have a woman that is, like, 100% tough, and 100%, like, can handle anything, and to me, that's not what it's about. It's about, uh, having fully fleshed characters, and so, uh... Feminism isn't, like, oh, a character that can't be hurt by a man. It's a character that is a real person. Yeah. Just, like, these boys are real. hmm Like, so, like people always say, the cliche is feminism isn't thinking women are whatever. It's thinking that everybody is...
0: Equal.
2: A real person. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's ways in which we aren't equal, obviously, like, individually and as groups, but, like, uh, yeah, it's just, like, to have better stories. Better stories are feminist in nature because they're about real real characters.
1: Well, you know, and that's, I guess that's the point I was trying to make with the the book and the reason why I keep going back to it is because, look, there's also stuff in the book that's not uh, okay, but you're like... No,
0: but that's also... What do you mean, not
1: okay? Uh, Everybody knows the scene. Everybody who's read the book or has at least read the articles about you know knows about the scene I'm talking about. And yes, that is a misguided. Um, but I don't know what you're. Okay, talking about. Okay, so there's a scene <laughs> in the book when they're kids, when there's when they after they've killed it and they're already starting because it, because it has this effect over the whole town. You know, it's like this. It's yeah. more than just a. Anyway, so when they they think they've killed it, and they're come they're going home. Right, this is like this is kind of like wraps up their story as kids. And they get lost in the sewers. and On their uh, way home? On their way home. like They're lost in the sewers, because, and they're already losing that connection to each other, you know? And so in a way to kind of bring them all together, Beverly... Group orgy? Grass, yeah, there you go.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that's what that's, the bonobos do.
1: Okay, well, <laughs> I don't know if that was... I'm not sure if that was quite what Stephen King was going with, but anyway, what I'm saying is that... Although,
2: and bonobos would just, like, also have gay sex, so... Oh, that's good. Well, I'm that sure doesn't... That. But that's, okay, so there you go. But that doesn't happen
1: in the book. It's just they all pretty much have sex with her. okay. So, and she's the only girl in the group, so... Um, but, so where he, he completely takes a misstep there, he's actually pretty forward in... or pretty forward thinking in the book, you know? Like, Beverly really is a fleshed-out character... And that's why I feel like they focus on all the wrong things in the movie, where they make, you know, Bill is obviously the leader of the group. I personally loved, like I said, I like I really liked Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things as Richie Tozier. Yeah, I think I feel
2: like he's the new Corey Feldman. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Watch when I out watched for your it. drug
1: addiction. Well, you Ken? know, it's funny no, because
2: man.
1: because when I was I was thinking this too, It's funny because I always relate as a kid. I always related to. Corey Feldman and Goonies
0: uh-huh.
1: and when I was watching the movie now I was like you know as a kid reading this book I think I think every lot of boys who read the book are like oh they all wouldn't be no no I'd be Bill I'd be mm-hmm. the leader of the group but I think we all find out that we're actually somebody else and I think <laughs> me being a little scrawny like little shit <laughs> I was more of the Richie character you know always mouthing off and um, get, you know so I really I, I really like I really you know was drawn to that character I, Anyway, that's we, we can go on and on about it. I'm sh- and yeah. I'm sure, you know, some people agree, some people disagree. I thought it was good. I just didn't love it. And um,
2: I thought it was fine. Like I yeah. like any movie. So I get scared so easily by horror movies. So easily that any movie where I'm watching it and I'm like, no, this is not that scary. Then uh-huh. I think there's a problem. And it, there's a lot of problems in the storytelling, which we don't have to go into. But well, yeah, it, they they tell you how to how to solve it so early on that you're just like okay
1: yeah and, and that was the thing is just like,
2: stop being afraid kids then it'll be good just <laughs> a mutual, it's not real
1: a mutual friend of uh, Jess and mine um, texted me and was like oh I saw I saw it I loved it I didn't get scared I didn't get scared but I loved it and I was like that's my problem with the movie is that you didn't get scared yeah. like that book is terrifying
2: yeah I mean the one thing that I thought the movie did really well is I've never needed Kleenex during a horror movie before to mop my tears of sadness, yeah. I was my tears. <laughs> that was a weird.
1: Oh yeah, no, they, were, they were. I got very
2: beclamped. I got very beklempt during that movie. You're still
1: gonna have your... Work. Okay, anyway. Um, like,
2: I cried. I cried during it.
1: Okay, no, it, it, there was moments that were really heartfelt, but uh, again, my. But
2: mom- I wasn't scared. I think one of your friends on Facebook said it was like Stand by Me with, with clowns, and I thought, yeah, that was a it pretty, was. It was a pretty
0: it was like accurate standard. description. Yeah. Um,
1: like
0: Stand by Me and Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: See, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like it felt like Nightmare on Elm Street. Dude,
0: before. I thought it felt so much like Nightmare on Elm Street. No,
1: no. It
2: I is just Freddy Krueger. But...
1: No, not the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we, we can stare down each other as much. Um, but it, um, you know, it, it's a shame that, that 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 my big problem with it was what they did with the the woman character in there because one of the arguments that Kate and I have gotten into so much since you know for years now is. Um, women in horror yeah, and yeah. well women in genre horror and sci-fi um both in movies and behind the scenes you know like when i say in movies i mean like characters and when i say behind the scenes i mean like you know in some creative capacity and i still argue that i feel like women get a better rap in horror movies um and maybe and science fiction and then they do in any other genre i feel like a better rap? yeah what does that mean um okay um <laughs> <laughs> how You guys should really videotape it? It. his
2: <laughs> Mickey's faces. Are- um
1: so I guess what I meant by that is that like I feel like you know, we you know there were there were one of the big things that happened this year was uh Wonder Woman, right? Yeah,
0: but and, that's
1: not her baby. No 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 but that's one that's the point I'm gonna try to make is that like I you know everybody's freaking out about like uh you know, first female director for, like, a, a comic book film like that, um, big budget, you know, all that stuff, and it's, like, first female hero, and I think that's, I think the, the most important thing is that, like, to, to point out from that is that, yes, I totally agree that, like, why aren't women getting more opportunities to direct big budget films? Why yeah. Like, the fact that, what was it, what, what was the first movie that Catherine Bigelow directed that had the, the, uh, a huge budget? K-19. K-19 Widowmaker.
2: So, well, just to give your listeners some, drop some knowledge, is there are four female directors that have directed movies of with a $100, $100 million budget or more. Okay, yeah. Only four. Only four. Only four. And uh, two of those movies have come out. And we're still waiting for the other two. Right, and I think that now that she's... Catherine Bigelow did the first one. That was K-19. Right? Yeah.
1: Wonder Woman was the second one. Pa- Patty Jenkins. Right, and now Patty Jenkins is doing... She got signed on. She's now going to be the highest paid female director because of Wonder Woman 2. They just announced that this week. Yeah. Um, but... I and So I, I totally agree that, like, you know, um, uh, that... Women shouldn't have to... It shouldn't be so... It shouldn't be a number... How many you said? Four, right? Four. Four. Yeah. I totally agree with that. But um, I feel like what people often overlook because it's not as popular is that there have been a lot of women who have either gotten their their start or are doing quite well in the horror and sci-fi genre as filmmakers, you know? Um, I think that gets overlooked, you know? like people, It does.
0: No, in horror genre? I yeah. Like it definitely gets overlooked. I mean...
1: Um, Great stories, like last episode. So you mean better opportunities, not necessarily more, or better rap or opportunities in general. But then when I when I say better rap is that like then you also have um I think a, a general, not a general, but a lot of people who say women uh, horror horror movies are misogynistic to women or sexist and everything, and I don't agree with that. There are some examples but there's examples of that in any genre. but real quickly about female directors, um last episode we did. We did Near Dark, which was, you know, Catherine Bigelow's first solo feature. And uh, a story that I've always found interesting is that Edward Pressman, who's the producer, was like, we're going to give you five days on this, right? If we don't feel like you're doing your job, right? If we don't feel like you're not doing a good job.
2: Wait, she had to shoot the movie in five days? No, no, no,
1: no, no. She had five days Yeah, to prove herself. Now, that does happen with, you know... Some directors, but I feel like it doesn't happen as often with male directors, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, ding, ding,
1: ding, ding. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I understand that. Okay. You're always the one who's giving me saying, "Tell me that this movie's sexist, or this is sexist, or how many movies you have in your DVD collection that are directed by women?" And it's like, I actually have quite a few. Thank you very much. Oh,
0: okay, but you're not the majority.
1: No, but this okay, is but this is really about me and yeah, her. You guys, <laughs> this is like a very personal argument. It is. It? it is, and that's why we agreed to have her on. Um, but. <laughs> Catherine Bigelow
2: I thought this was nepotism this is really no.
1: revenge this is <laughs> Catherine Bigelow uh, she obviously aces it near I still think near dark and I, you know again I love yeah her but break. she
2: is one out of how many
1: hold on ah when you say that okay um, but oh,
2: I'm sorry I'm just not following your point so what is your point? Your point is that women have better opportunities in genre and horror than yeah, you think in mainstream. Better yes. characters, or
1: uh, well, um, I'm saying I'm saying two different. So there's gonna be two, I'm saying it comes in two different sp- places here, behind the scenes, and then awesome films. Right now I'm just doing the behind the scenes, and then I'm gonna get into the characters, okay. and all that stuff. But behind the scenes, uh, Mary Lambert, you guys know who she is. I've heard of her. She was a music video director. She also directed a movie called Pet Cemetery, and also a movie called Pet Cemetery too. <laughs> Um, that pesimetery one okay. was a huge deal yeah I,
2: love I mean I don't like you could be right I don't know the statistics of female directors and horror versus whatever I like. like it's hard drama, for me yeah. to believe that there are more horror female horror but movie directors than like romantic comedies forever, or so. things like that or even television
1: but I mean you could be right I just don't know uh, the Saska sisters who um Pet
0: was eighty nine?
1: That's almost twenty years ago. Okay, the Saska sisters yeah, who are, are now room. on what? Contemporary. Fourth? I just gave you one. The Saska sisters. They're two. They're two Canadian sisters. They have. Um, I think they're on their fourth or yeah, fifth. Yeah, did they year? do
2: Georgia Bites?
1: No, but they did. Um, they did Whatchamacallit. They remember that show okay. that we were watching. That
2: uh,
1: elevator. Elevator. They're oh, the hosts. Those twins. two are are actually direct. They're they're but, they're. but
0: you're naming very small. I mean, A minority you think of, of like the genre. Titans of
2: horror. It's. John Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, Wes Craven. Wes Craven. Yeah. uh. Yeah. Uh, I'm...
0: Just those two.
1: Even yeah. though... <laughs> <laughs> I know. Horror films?
0: Yeah, but you're calling out like, an entire genre saying... Yeah, yeah but in, maybe it is a little better for women in this genre, but you're still taking a very small percentage...
1: I only, and like, I, only, like, yeah. I only got to name a few so far, but I'm just saying these aren't, and these aren't like... No, 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 sm- I'm
2: just saying, like, I can think of more well-known female directors outside of horror. I can't. Uh, Nancy Sophia Myers uh, what's
1: She just did a horror movie.
2: Who? Sophia Coppola
1: did not Isn't The Beguiled considered kind of a horror oh, movie? No,
2: I don't know. Oh. It's, it's you haven't a seen thriller. It, she has. A thriller,
1: I did, yeah. but... Ah, uh, but what do we say about thrillers? Is thrillers are Okay, are, yeah, are, but, okay, but you your point,
2: like, she was already an established director before... This movie, whether or not she was established
1: when she was a baby.
2: Okay, fine.
1: That's not she's not a good. <laughs> not example. necessarily,
2: but okay, You're right. fine. <laughs> You're right. But uh
1: You know you know which Coppola didn't take the Coppola name? Jodie Foster, so?
2: Angelina Jolie, Patty Nicholas Jenkins, Page. uh uh Catherine Bigelow, well she got her certain horror. Okay. But but uh, she's but made not her. That's right, but, but what's I'm her say, best movie? But I'm saying the Hurt Locker is pretty good, and you haven't seen oh, no, it. That's true. You it, haven't seen I it. I don't have to. I don't have to. Near Dark. is What do you mean be- you don't have to? But that
0: doesn't make any sense. You are like, excited, it's so funny. Woman. It's like I'm gonna, I'm
2: gonna
1: this see. is better than this, and I refuse <laughs> to see this other one. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Fuck I've the Hurt heard- Locker. <laughs> I'm all about Near Dark or Point Break. You pick or Blue Steel with Jamie. See, e. that's
2: sexist. You don't want to watch her whole body of work. You yeah. don't want to understand there's, this director. There's very nuances. few directors who
1: I want to watch their entire body of work.
2: You would watch every movie. Everything Done by David Lynch.
1: That's true. An, that's because You've everybody's probably got favorite. seen Everything Done by <laughs>
2: Quentin Tarantino.
1: No. P- I haven't seen Django Unchained. You know that. Okay. Well, I read the script. You don't need to. Well, oh, now I'm being sexist. <laughs> that's
2: not sexism. That's quality control. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true.
2: Um, but I'm just, like, I don't, here's, this is my point. I don't know what your point is. If you're saying that they have better opportunities in horror, sure, Maybe. I feel like, actually, beyond this, they have better opportunities in television. Uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. No, but that's,
1: well, okay, here's another example. Um, Rachel Talley, who uh, was an executive at New Line Cinema, worked on every single um, Nightmare on Elm Street movie until the sixth one, when she finally directed it. Um, sure. She would go on to direct that, and oh, let me finish. I'm not And then she goes on to direct a movie that I think you like. I know I like it, even though it's not the greatest, but a movie called Tank Girl.
0: I love Tank Girl. She directed Tank Girl. Lori Petty.
1: Lori Petty. Hell yeah! Um, and now she does nothing. She does a lot of television. She does like she did a lot of Doctor Who, which is you know some hack show that nobody's ever heard of. Just kidding, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey loves Doctor Who.
2: Um, no, that's fine. I think the argument that you're referencing though between you and I is that I don't love slasher movies because I feel like I just I get sick of seeing women in their underwear. Or women's boobs, and then they die.
1: Well, you want like, to see dudes in their underwear, and then they but, die? yeah,
0: but Fuck that's yeah,
2: how we
0: can. That's a big part of the movie that you made us watch: the gratuitous <laughs> scenes of like. There's literally uh, so we we watched uh, what was it
2: Slum. <laughs> slumber party, slumber party massacre. massacre slumber
0: party massacre which I kept mixing up for sleepaway camp for some reason I was like convinced that we were watching sleepaway camp but even though it's like
1: they weren't in a camp
0: okay it's, a, it's I know <laughs> it's a it's a horror movie but there are just these scenes the, the one of the girls in the shower and now there's a parallel because uh, I feel like Carrie does this scene very well. And this movie does not. It's just a close up of like, it pans down to the girl's butt and she's washing and then pans back up and you're like, what the fuck was that for? And then there's no. like, it's you know, the, there's are a lot of ridiculous.
2: It, so, There's I, one tit! a close up of one so tit! So, are we going to talk like, about this movie now? Not yet. Okay.
1: Because oh, I want to well, talk about, well, because there's other movies, because she mentioned slasher films and I feel like it's funny because in most slasher films that I can think of, there's obviously exceptions. I Spit on Your Grave is not the best example. Okay,
0: but I was going to mention that, but that is...
1: No, <laughs> like, I agree.
0: The original, I, it's really funny because one day my old boss, Henry, who I loved, who recently passed away, he actually caught me in an elevator once. He's like, have you ever seen I Spit on Your Grave? And I was like, what? The 70s? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I just watched it. I was like, maybe we shouldn't be talking
1: about that." No, I agree with you <laughs> But over. it's a
0: horri- like. Are you trying to which way? I'm are you saying I'm
1: that? saying I'm saying that's that's a bad example. What I'm saying, but I'm saying there are good examples. I, I feel like most, a lot of the slash films that I've seen, it's it usually comes. Yes, you have female victims, but you also the, your hero, your protagonist is are females. Now there's there's some there's, there's some oh, yeah, but you're missing. But you're but missing no, the but point. But you're not letting you're me make. You're not okay. me make my <laughs> we point. We already right.
0: know. But then
1: there's there you have you have varying degrees of like how well-rounded they are, you know? And I will say that, like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Heather Langkamp's Nancy, especially the first one.
0: You, I, we disagree on this.
1: No, no, I'm not talking about her quality of acting. Okay. Which well, we disagree still, on. But, but I think in the first movie, in the first movie, she is a great, I mean, she's the, one of the few times in that time period where a character goes, this is happening, and I'm going to deal with it, I'm going to fight it myself, you know? She She tries getting help, Nobody will help her. So she's the one who's like, I'm going to deal with this on my own. And, like, there's even a scene between her and her mother where her mother's acknowledging, like, your nature is to face things. And that's great. Sometimes you should walk away. But, you know, and that's what, and, and, and incidentally, that's what she does at the end of the movie to to get rid of him and everything like that. But she does. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nancy is a badass in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Laurie Strode in the, in the first Halloween, she survives She's not the one who like gets rid of Michael Myers because I don't I think the whole point of the first Halloween is you couldn't get rid of him. But she managed to survive because she's smart and because and she look, if I ever if we ever have kids and w- and we're gonna have babysitters. <laughs> I'm going to be like, what would you do if if uh, this happened to you? If, if a crazy killer came after you? Because Mickey
2: doesn't care about your references. So I don't care about your references. I want to know. I want to know that the first thing play you some you tell horrific, horrific Halloween. Yeah. I want to know
1: the first thing that you're gonna do is you're gonna make sure the kids are safe and get them out of the house. And then, fucking yes, there are scenes where she does something dumb. Like, she has a kni- She has the knife, she thinks she's killed, him, and then she tosses the knife. And everybody watching was like, why would she do that? Because she doesn't know she's in a fucking horror movie. And because... But
0: that's not... Some of these things are common sense, and you realize that they're written to be stupid and to be the damsel. And you're like, then that huh. part is furious for women who love horror movies. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. So give me some... So I mean... So you tell me you can't come out... Or, okay, let's look at other genre films. What about Aliens? So no, I'm Ripley, not saying
0: it's all. I'm not saying women are always written like that, but for a lot of.
1: I'm saying women are were better written in in a lot of horror movies and science fiction movies than they are um, action films, dramas, uh, comedies for sure. I comedies,
2: mean, romantic comedies, shit. At least some of them just I mean, shit on women. I don't like again. I don't know the the numbers. Like I don't know the statistics. But you're going to argue there, with me anyway. No, my point is, like, this is the argument that you keep referencing, and you make it sound like I hate horror because it's sexist. You do. That's not true. <laughs> Before I met you, I watched a lot of horror movies. But the, <laughs> but the reason why, and, like, you brought, you admitted this in one episode, because I listened to every episode <laughs> very carefully. Just remember this Very carefully. I take notes. <laughs> right. And I put it in my Mickey file. All right, lay no, it on me. <laughs> that, uh... Like, just so much fear, so much anxiety is just bad for your health. No, you're rolling your eyes, but you said this. You said this in one of your episodes where it was like, it was just too much. Like, it it starts to stay with you. And and so that's I had I said, to, like, I, I had to make choices and be like, okay. That's not I'm what gonna, I said. I'm going to trim it down to a few horror movies a
1: year. <laughs> Come on. That's not what I said, though. What I said was, I was scared so much as a kid, not by movies, per se, but just by everything else, and including movies, that now... That it I'm, exhausted you, and now you've become this exhausted person. I don't... I'm not, I, no, I mean that I'm not... I don't get scared as as much anymore. I don't have that, like... Um,
2: well, yeah, but that's not what you said. You said that it took a toll on you. Sure. Yeah. Well, that is all that I said, is that... This sounds woo-woo, but I went to an, arc, uh, an acupuncturist who was like, do you watch a lot of horror movies? And I said yes. And he was like, I think you need to watch less horror movies. Really?
1: <laughs> and that's Didn't why, be prepared that's for every why scenario. acupuncture is taken seriously as a medical profession.
2: It is by the World Health Organization. <laughs> Look it up. Look I will. I will. Up. I will.
1: I will. I will. All right. Um,
2: but my point is that it's not that I hate horror movies. And I love horror movies. I love Alien. I love Aliens. Uh, like, it's just the slasher genre is not my favorite. That's not the kind of horror that I like. I like the more supernatural, creepy, because to me that's scary. When you don't understand what you're dealing with. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that to me is terrifying. And, and when I could, it's just some guy, like, running around, like, trying to kill you. And, like, I don't want to watch that. That, like, I'm just not interested. Okay. And a lot of those characters, I think, are, are subpar. Yeah. Male and female. But specifically, it's like, how many dicks do you see in a slasher movie?
1: That's true. There could be way more dicks in slasher movies. Yeah, I would bring on the dicks. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I, I agree that I feel but like...
0: I think your argument that horror and uh, sci-fi is better, it might be true, but in the big picture, it really doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> that's true. Kind of. No, it's, no, it's, no, you're yeah, absolutely right. You're It's right?
2: it's not great it's getting better yeah but it's it's not great and my whole point what i was trying to say earlier about feminism is that this isn't like this shouldn't be something you care about necessarily because you're like oh it's uh, unequal we should make it more equal it's because feminism makes stories better because you have more fleshed out characters
0: I agree. I, I keep using the term equal, but I meant equally written or equally as uh, personified, yeah. which is exactly, yeah, it's like, you have better
2: characters. It does, yeah. the Women don't have to be the leads. They don't have to be the directors. They don't have to be the screenwriters in every single case. Right. But like, look at Fury Road. No, I, I think agree. that movie was fantastic, and that's because he made very fully fleshed out characters. He listened to other women yeah like get notes on his script like all this stuff no I agree with and that. it makes a great movie no I agree a it- bunch of whiny men got really mad about it. And like, wait, why do you s- get men get?
1: I mean, like, with the whole thing with Wonder Woman, like, you know, where with the the alma draft house, where it's like, oh, there's look, there's a bunch of insecure guys.
0: Oh, I remember that. So that who, was so yeah. stupid. They, a yeah. bunch
1: of insecure guys feel like comic book movies belong to males, and they were if they if well, it was,
2: the other point is
1: that sorry, if, I mean, if it was draft an draft. all female screening of Sex in the City, they wouldn't no care. Yeah. yeah, so it's a bunch of fucking dickwads who well, are and insecure. what they're
2: really mad about is like the wrong thing again. It's like they because a lot of people are pointing out the wrong things. They're like, oh, we need more women this because we just need more women. And it's like, no, we yeah, need to make better about, stories. Yeah. You know, women are
1: 50% of the audience, sure. 50% of the population. Like, Well, you know, and the other thing too is that like, you know, kind of going back to real quickly in on Elm Street because it, it both acts as a supernatural film and a slasher film. One of the more interesting things about that was that one of the reasons why the Nancy character was created the way she was was because Wes Craven's daughter basically called him out and was like, I am tired of seeing movies where women are just, they're just tripping over themselves and they're, and you know, just getting yeah. killed. And so he wanted to make a character that his daughter could be, relate to and be proud of and everything. So, I mean, I, I think that... I, I, yeah, I, and I, I actually,
2: just, like... I bring uh, that back yeah, to... Like, Street.
1: Well, you know, and I, bring, I bring that, what you were saying about George Miller and Furio was, like, listening to the, you know, hey, there's another perspective... Here's another member of your audience that you're not thinking of. What can you bring to the table to, to bring them into the story more? Yeah. Um. And, and look, I, I don't, I mean, the problem with movies like the one we watched and yeah. like, you know, a lot of other slasher films is at the end of the day, these movies also need to make money. And you know what's going to make money, in the 80s especially, is when you get boys watching Booms. That is no longer
2: true. Just That so is you know, no
1: longer true. That is no you're, absolutely true. Right. you're absolutely so, right. You're absolutely right, but I'm just saying that like wait when you have scenes like we and saw. And it
2: might have only been true at that time for because movies were made for men. Like, we don't know, but it's no longer true. So people can stop repeating that whole, like, 14-year-old boys are the ones that go to movies
1: for. No, no. I'm just saying that like I'm talking because like you you can't discount a move like the what like like a movie like oh, well, that's bullshit. I'm not going to
2: blame a movie for being a, a, product, a product of its time. time. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like we said, like we were talking in, before the podcast about like certain remakes should not be remade. Like, do not remake Gone with the Wind or no, Ghostbusters.
0: It would, be <laughs> it would be absurd to remake Gone with the Wind, especially in because cities, you would have climate. to
2: deal. You would have to deal with all of the racial politics. Yeah, and it would just be a different movie. Yeah, just make a different movie. Right. You know so. I'm not going to blame a movie for being a product of its time. I think at the same time, we can be honest and say, like, hey, this is not something that's
1: totally cool
2: yeah. anymore.
1: No, that's true. But, like, I'm not going to write off a movie because, depending on how yes. far it goes, how I much of a product of its that time.
2: sometimes, and maybe this is just the the tone that I use, or...
1: <laughs> I like where this is going. Or, later whatever. <laughs> the
2: I feel like you get... Pretty defensive when I say like, uh, <laughs> "Buckaroo Banzai." Can we bring up that discussion? So, <laughs> so Mickey puts the movie on, which I did not watch the whole thing. I yeah, exactly. I think no, it she watched first five minutes or something. But I just said, "Oh, I just think it's too bad that this was not based on a movie or a, co- I mean, a a book or a comic book or anything, and the main character is half Japanese." And yet, they use a whole white guy to play this oh, character. Yeah. Like, okay. But that's a want, valid. You want a white guy to star in your movie, just make the character white. Like, I think he
1: just liked the name, Bakaruban's Eye, and he's like, well, if we make it his last name, then.
2: But that, that, that's just silly, then.
1: I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, but you know what seems sillier is that the fact that he fell asleep for the first five minutes of it, so. <laughs> boom. You know, I mean, John Lithgow's in it, and he plays an Italian scientist who becomes an alien. But my whole point of... Oh, bringing, spoiler alert, John Lithgow is neither Italian nor okay, okay. an alien. But my whole point of bringing
2: that up is I just mentioned that, and you just, like... Because you get very defensive about the things that you love, you feel like someone is attacking you
1: personally. <laughs> ah, but but, 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 but in, in fairness, you bring that type of stuff up every movie I watch. Okay, but sorry, not, that, was, those that was an exaggeration. Every 95%. Sorry,
2: 95%. Movie. 95%. But, I mean, your favorite movies are not contemporary. They're older movies, and it's, like, I'm watching a lot of these for the first time, and I'm just like, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> like, like, Monster Squad. Yeah. Only the Only the girls can be virgins? <laughs> like, it's a movie about... Young boys who are getting so much pussy. Three that- <laughs> men, boys. Not a single one of them is a virgin. <laughs> like, come on.
1: Okay, it's a f- like, that, is a but- fan, that is a fair that is a fair argument. But if, but here's the thing: is that that's your argument? That's what you see the flaws in Monster Club. What I see is like, why does Dracula driving around a car with a skull hood ornament? <laughs> why does he have to own a house? Like, I these are the questions that I want answered. Not wait, why, why are these boys not eligible for the? The reciting of a... We don't know. Maybe it was a, Maybe it has to be only recited by a virgin girl. You don't know. They don't but, say that.
2: Uh, yeah, that's the point. They don't say it. But, but just assume that everybody would be like, virgin means girl or Jim Carrey. What? Once bitten.
1: Oh, Come yeah. on. Come
2: on. Pick up what I'm throwing down.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right, so we, we should probably barrel through our, our, the movie we watched. We watched Lumber Party Massacre and one of the reasons why I picked this movie was because uh, it was written by a feminist novelist Rita Mae Brown who wrote the novel Ruby Fruit Jungle uh, directed and produced by Amy Holden Jones who would later go on to be a screenwriter she wrote Beethoven Mystic Pizza Indecent Proposal oh
0: yeah that's Um, right oh yeah Indecent Proposal I forgot about that movie
1: now um, I think about it every day
0: yeah (laughs) I hope one day
2: a rich ass man will be like yo I'll give you this much a rich Um, ass Man, i will give Mickey a million dollars. Just leave him They do that like
1: Mickey Dude, I would go buy so much DVDs. Dude, you,
2: all right, but
1: like, videos, DVDs. We all um, don't. But no, um, here's one thing I got. I got, and I didn't tell you guys this before we watch it. Full disclosure is that the movie was originally written as a parody of slasher films.
0: Okay, I see the, that. The
1: producers, one of which was, it was, it was made under the Roger Corman uh, production. Mm-hmm house uh, and uh, the director they decided to play everything straightforward which is why when you have scenes like where she's running with the, pe- with the the buzzsaw and she like, you know, the cord yanks her back, it's played seriously but it was clearly meant to be like a, a, a yeah. more comedic yeah, yeah, yeah. part I like those weird touches but um, well, th-
2: th- that was one of my uh, my problems with the movie is I was like, I can't tell if this is a parody or if it's serious. Well, I think it's... Yeah, and I would have really liked it as a parody.
1: But you didn't like it as a serious... It's
2: not that I didn't like it. It was fine. But again, it's one of those movies where I have to talk through it. I have to make fun of it.
1: You feel that way about every movie? Not we every movie. Oh my god! No, I felt
2: the same. There's just like too many it's things. Just so where you're many like, things you like, come on, yeah, come on. Like they're having a they're having a slumber party. Oh yeah, that's
1: the plot of the movie. By the way, real quickly, <laughs> real quickly the plot of the movie is girls are having a bat. You know, some girls in the basketball team are having a slumber party for old times' sake. Um, high school girls. Uh, same night that some uh, escaped killer. Uh, is on the prowl <laughs> and he starts picking people off with a power drill that is a metaphor for a penis.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really very is. very
1: No, no, it, it really is. No, I mean, like, that was I mean, there's some really
2: nice scenes of there, like, where it like clearly looks like a penis. No, no, they have like the shot of like <laughs> yeah. that
1: one girl in the garage where he's like, he's standing, it's like the shot behind him where you see like through, you know, through his, between his legs and you see the power yeah. drill. Yeah. Right? That's clearly, that was, that was intentional.
2: I mean, I think like if that so, talking about remakes, like, that could be a great remake, but actually play As up the real, parody. Yeah. Make it, like, uh, what is it, Dalen Tucker versus Evil. That was good. Like, make it like that, where it's, like, that could be a great remake. Because that was my biggest problem with it. It was like, uh, because you had said, oh, it's written by this feminist writer. And I was like, okay. And then watching yeah, him, but like, it, boobs, boobs, butt, butt shot. Boobs, yeah. b-
1: boobs, bring in dollars. You're right, you're right, you're right. And I don't
0: have any problem with people being naked on the screen. I really don't. Apparently you guys do.
1: Apparently you guys (laughs) do. do. (laughs) No! Apparently you guys shower with your clothes on. When you're
0: (laughs) so, like, used to this, just used to capture viewers, you're kind of like, it cheapens it.
1: Yep, yep, yep. There's a bunch of ladies... They're having a conversation while they're showering. Happens Ladies, they're all the, teenage girls. Okay, happens, yeah, all they're the happens all the time. Happens all the time. This one
2: shot is just—it just goes it's down very and up. Like there's no obvious. Yeah.
1: What? It's admiring the <laughs> female. <laughs>
2: <form>. <laughs> it's just. Also, it's like it's just. It was funny because it was. Bad. So unrealistic. It's yeah. like, what
1: is unrealistic? women will
2: get naked in front of each other, no problem, but we don't say things like, hey,
1: I think your tits have gotten bigger.
2: <laughs> I
1: hope that's not true, because that's what I'd like to imagine all you guys, actually, you know what, like, I, there was one, there was one time when Kate, um, invited me, this is when we first started dating, she invited me to a St. Patrick's Day party at her, at her apartment. And I went, and I was the only guy there. And it was a bunch <laughs> of guys. It was a bunch of ladies, and they're all sitting around naked, talking about. No, 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 no they weren't naked, but they're well, all talking mean, they, sausages. They and were talking. Talk, I was like, I was like, this is. I was like listening to them talk about like you know guys they've gone on date with, dates with and everything like that, and just really just you know I was like you know we get guys get shit for talking like this you know people are like oh you got all you guys talking about is this this and this you guys were talking about some pretty. Uh, <laughs> oh, this guy was lame because of this, oh. or he was, you know.
2: Yeah, we make fun of people, just like yeah. humans
1: do. Yeah, We talk about each other's backs. I know, but then you guys get pissed off when guys do it, too. Yeah,
2: but we don't have pillow fights, which what? is what happened in this movie. <laughs> the, they,
1: when did they have a pillow fight? The sisters. Oh, they're sisters! I had pillow fights with yeah. my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, if you want to corroborate that. Um... I nice used to wrestle with them, but you know rest, no, wrestling just, is the is the male pillow. It butt. was just
2: it was just kind of funny because it was like uh, okay, so they the shower scene was pretty ridiculous. Was it? Yes, yes, it
1: was. Yes, they're just having a conversation. No,
2: it's a shot, and and like yeah, just the up and down on someone's butt. Like the camera is supposed to be somebody's eye.
1: Who who's in that? Oh, how many Van Damme that, movies that have taken? You love Van Damme movies, yeah. so how many? Are you tell me there have not been movies that have just admirably... Gone up and go- down his back? I don't know about... That, but unless he's, like, kicking, you know, like, in ready oh, like, Oh, are you kidding me? That <laughs> doesn't like I mean any excuse to fucking drop his pants. Or Roadhouse, when fucking, like, uh... What's your favorite? Patrick fa- Swayze. Patrick oh. Swayze, he gets out of bed and he just... Yeah, but
0: he's a dancer. Have you ever
2: seen him fight dance? It's beautiful. Uh, uh and you know... No, I think, like...
1: I want to call out David Cronenberg no, for his 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 eye his camera work during uh. I
2: mean, after
0: you're just- still talking about a very small minority of of. Well, and like you're talking about
2: Eastern Promises. Okay, I but love does the camera the just, naked like, fight scene. Does but the that, camera just like go right you in get, close up on get, his penis? That is for the penis. That is
1: for. But you get the, a full shot of Vigo's Morton. Yeah,
0: you do yeah, the yeah. whole time, it's just like out in
2: the yeah, light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, but you don't get the close up and then the up and down. Oh, there's yeah. his junk. Yeah, you do. Not
1: I, no, you. do. Did not. you see it in the theater? Because I saw it in theater. And I was like, <laughs> That's not. That is a giant. But penis. That scene is <laughs> Maybe for that's them. their
2: memory. <laughs> it wasn't
1: for women to be like, Yes, it no, is. No, I agree. You I agree. Know? I like, agree. <laughs> I I know. I know. I know I'm being facetious, but I agree with you. Yes. <laughs> There's shots in the movie where clearly where someone's like, you know what's gonna make, you know what's gonna bring the guys in is is naked chicks. So I agree with you. Yeah. I absolutely agree with you. And, and
2: like, naked chicks is fine, but that was a little. And distorted. that was also a
1: staple of Roger. Cullen's and that's films. why,
2: if it had been like Blood a parody, boots. it would have made more sense. Sure. And if it had been a parody, it would have been like the janitor's ass or something. You know what I mean? Like it would have, it would have been something else. It,
1: no, it would have been unless the janitor was a woman. What? Oh, they can't be women. Oh, <laughs> Women can't be janitors, huh? I can't. Um, no, but yeah. I mean, that was the thing with Roger Corman's stuff too. Is that he always had a stipulation because he it was he was like he looked he would look at it economically and be like, this is what people want. You know, they want to see blood and they want to see boobs, and so I've, that was a stipulation. It's mm-hmm. it's sad. But well, just, maybe
2: that's maybe that was true at that time.
1: Yes, I wasn't... I didn't ask you to watch Summer Party Massacre as a commentary on today's society. Uh, we, don't, no, you didn't. we don't use telephones anymore the way we used to. Um, I know. Pizza boys do not show up at the door with uh, weird... Paper uh, hats. Paper hats. <laughs> um,
2: they
1: should. I mean, they, wear, they do that in an out Burger, by the way. So. Yeah,
2: that well, work. that's because you have to wear something on your head when you're cooking food. That is not
1: that's... why they fucking wear that hat. <laughs> it is a... Oh, God damn it. Um, but... No, I I agree. I do agree with you, and and there are moments. But I just I I do like the movie because I. It like, would be
2: interesting if we could dig up like some interviews with what was her name, Rita Mae Brown, uh, I or think, Amy. Uh, there, Holden there are plenty. I, I actually <laughs> I, I have that thing. just to see what they say. Like, oh, we really wanted to do this, but. Blah 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 blah. It's a, it, or we're really proud of this. Blah blah blah. If you, you know, get,
1: like, if you, yeah, if you get the Scream Factory, that would be
2: your, interesting to me, or
1: the Shout Factory DVD. There, because a, I hate judging
2: movies. I'm still talking. Don't okay. interrupt me. No,
1: please, please sexist. don't. Exist. <laughs> no,
2: I'm just, I'm just kidding. Interrupt me all you want. <laughs> Stop forever. trying to mansplain <laughs> <Selena's thinking>. us. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm just trying to say that on the Scream Factory or Shout Factory DVD set with the movies, there's actually a documentary. They don't interview um, the on screenwriter. The screen? Yeah. They don't. Doc, they don't interview Rita Mae Brown, but they interview Amy Holden Jones a lot. She's the director, and she also explains that she had, she had two choice. She had. A she cho- had
2: five men over her no. shoulder at all times. <laughs> she had a
1: choice of either being the editor on ET or directing Summer Party Massacre, and she went with uh, Summer Party, because she wanted it. This this was her first for her her yeah, future yeah. film, you know. And what happens is they had actually got because the script had been circulating around. Her and her husband got a copy of the script, and they did like a. a like, a spec shoot for, like, uh, of, like, the first two pages to kind of be, like, hey, as, like, part of their pitch and everything like that. Um, again, the script was written as a comedy. They either didn't understand it or, yeah. uh, and they talk about this who in the documentary. It? the, uh, the, produ- the producers, everybody who was involved with the, in making the movie. Like, I did do mention this in the documentary that, like, the script was written as a parody they either didn't get the joke or they just and they just they read it as serious or they just didn't want to do it as a parody and they wanted to play it seriously which is great but you got to take away all the, the the comedic parts then if you're going to do that or play the comedic parts like their comedy, or mm. you're gonna have weird scenes. Like I love that scene because it's so like, why the fuck is that? Oh, that's funny. The scene with the, she's running with the bus all like oh. you see the cord and you're like, yeah. you're like everything about it is set up like a, like a, a scene of yeah, comedy, yeah. yeah, but it's played completely serious, and I love that because it's so bizarre. Um, or the um,
2: well, and it felt to me like watching a lot of it, it felt like they were trying to sneak in little things, like yeah. the two guys that are spying on them. Come on, they're gay. They're totally. Good. Are they're they? like. Are they? They're like hugging each other and just Look. like we've died and gone to heaven because ah. because you were and like <laughs> you see them alone. You see them alone a lot. A 17 you weren't seventeen-year-old see them-
1: boy seeing boobs for the first time.
2: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Were you and your friends like hugging each other and just like ha 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 boobs ha? ha. You're that's <laughs> really how it's played. He's like, like, yeah, man, yeah. yeah, <laughs> I right? love this. Right, I love this. And
1: we're not even seeing him in real life. We're watching a movie. We're watching like showgirls and we're like oh my god, <laughs> god. And we're like grabbing each other like oh my god. Yeah, it was very homo. Yeah, but
2: that's different. That's different. These guys were just like nervous laughter. That's what it felt like <laughs> to me. Like ha ha, we love this, right? Ha. ha. And then there's the talk of like, oh, we should maybe split up. Like they're alone in the bedroom. That was funny. That part was good. Like they seemed like very clearly, you know. And they say at one point they're like, the girl, we better not scare the girls because they then beat the shit out of us.
1: Yeah, they are tough girls. They're and they're the worst. Although I was
2: gonna say, like that was annoying. They, they get better. some girls that can actually play basketball. That who are not me, watching,
1: who not, are not watching like, the ball. They don't know how to dribble. <laughs> yeah, they don't.
2: I don't. I didn't see any. I was like, <laughs> I was like they, they was just, just introduced bas- to a basketball it's, it's that when, you, day. When you, when, you,
1: when you play basketball and you're dribbling, you don't want to stare at the ball yeah. while you're dribbling. You kind of want to just well, do it. Well,
2: like, and they were rhythmless. It was like the running and well, the they dribbling. I'm sorry. So
1: they weren't the Harlem Globetrotters, but they were pretty good.
2: But the thing is, there's lots of women that play basketball very well. And are attractive at
0: and least they can probably act. Or whatever they were basketball. Exactly, yeah, no, and at least the, the, attempt,
1: the phone technician, right. the, the telephone lady, the phone te- technician, she's a woman.
2: Yeah, but why oh, wow. would she let some teenage boy carry her ladder?
1: Because she's probably like, this is like the tenth fucking telephone line I've had to repair. Uh, yeah, if this kid wants to carry the ladder back to the van. Sure.
2: That's not how women react. They would be like, oh, another guy staring at my ass. Can yeah. you just
1: leave me the fuck alone? That yeah, is more fuck off, man. You don't know what her day working. was like before Before she went to that No, it's her
0: whole profession. And then some little piece of shit is like, ooh, let me carry your letter. be like, bitch, I've been doing this all day.
1: Look, I will let people <laughs> carry shit for me all the time. When people are like, hey, can I carry this equipment for you? I'm like, yeah. It's heavy.
0: No, see, I'm stubborn. It's like...
1: I don't care. I let Mickey carry my stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I carry your but stuff to the car all I the time. You.
0: Actually, someone I did you. offer to, my friend Dre, what a He mm. hold, held my purse while I went to the bathroom. That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> Next time you ask <laughs> nice. me to bring your, your table nice. down to the car, I'm going to be like, not, no. no. Exactly. Just saying no. If
2: but I'm working at a school, if I'm yes. an adult professional working at a school, and some child comes along and says, hey, can I help you with your ladder? I wouldn't be like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> okay. I'm like, no, man, I'm okay. busy. She doesn't yeah. say that, though. She just goes, okay. Yeah, and then he's like, have you ever thought about dating a younger man? She's like, I never really thought about it. <laughs> she's pretty dismissive. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think so. She's I really smiley and flirty. Well, I don't think she's... She, I she think,
1: is pretty I, flirty. I, hmm, okay. And, and then she
2: dies right away. It sucks. She deserved it. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the way she was dressed, she was begging for it. Yeah, Actually, that's, that's something I really did like about the movie, too, is that... The they kind of like go from like being like hinting to it to like pretty much flat saying it, but like the the end dialogue between the killer and one of the girls where she's like, "Why are you doing this?" He's like, "I love you." Blah blah. blah. Like you know, you 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 want it. Like he says, yeah, I think he says the, the exact like you want it, and it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, I
2: think he was supposed to be like a stand-in for a rapist or something. That is
1: exactly what I was just saying without saying it. Thank
2: you. <laughs> well, what's wrong with saying it?
1: Because. I was just trying to be- give my, our because audience our audience, the credit to figure it out on themselves. I'm oh, sure. sorry, audience.
2: Uh, but the part where I felt like it failed
1: is... It fails a lot.
2: Okay, so yeah, he says that, he goes through this whole thing and that's great, but then uh, he gets his, spoiler alert, he gets his hand chopped off,
1: he gets drilled. he gets his drill chopped that's off, that's more yeah. All
2: these things and he just like, ah, and she should have said back to him, you know you like it, you know you want it, I love you. Blah, like she, she yeah. have repeated back to him oh, that creepy, that would have been creepy. a much better ending in my. Because if
1: Kate was ever de- dealt books. with a a slasher or escape killer and everything like that it's she would totally throw out those. Okay,
2: but you are but that's y- like the you're saying it's reality and then you're saying it's not reality. It's heightened reality. Like that
1: is the whole point of it. All right, fine. I'm just gonna remember it's, the next time we're in a precarious situation with a ma- with a escape killer, and I'm gonna be like, Kate, where's no, your quips? A movie
2: who does have that? Have you ever seen romance, uh, does mo-
0: that where she's killing him? And she's in hysterics, and she's just yelling things. I agree. I think that would have been great if you're like killing someone, and you're like, no, you like it. Wait, wait. wait.
1: You're actually, you're, you mentioned the scene in True Romance, right? <laughs> yeah. The scene that Kate does okay. not like because she I feels did. the exact no, no, opposite no, no. that no, no, you no, know. I feel, I feel see, the I same do. way you do. No,
2: no, no. Here, like, if you want to get into it, like, <laughs> I talked to somebody about this recently, and, and actually, it changed my mind. So I've always had a bias against uh, the one of the greatest. Quinn Tarantino. Movies every time. No, I've always I had a bias that. against him. I've, yeah, you know, like I just. I didn't love Pulp Fiction. I'm sorry. I didn't love it. It's fine. Something like that. Like, bro- broken up into individual scenes, mm-hmm. amazing. But as a whole story, I didn't love it. And then, like, just to hear, it's almost like when you're not amazed by a Beatles song and then you just get inundated by Beatles fans and, like, oh, they're the greatest. They're the greatest. And you're like, no, fuck that. I hate the Beatles. Yeah. That's kind of how it became about Quentin Tarantino.
1: No, and I recently, see that, yeah. We went
2: to see Jackie Brown.
1: I talk about it in the podcast. Yeah,
2: I know. And so I saw it. He was there. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to revise my opinion of him. Mm-hmm. And I realized that a lot of my feelings about True Romance had nothing to do with the actual movie. It was, like, the people I was seeing it with. Yeah. And, like, the comments that they were making because we were watching it at somebody's house and, mm-hmm. like, he was saying stuff. And I was just like... Ugh. It's
0: like how they interpreted it. Yeah, them. and I was like,
1: yeah. just fuck this. So I'm going to revisit that movie.
0: I think you should. I wrote it. I think Alabama is one of, the, it,
1: think one of the best female characters in films. I love her character.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i going to go... There's, like, something.
1: Sure, uh, sure. Yeah,
0: I'm going to let you watch it before... Again, before yeah. we. But
1: that scene in particular, I love that scene. I do too. Because I feel like that to me is like, holy shit. Because like, I mean, she really does get thrashed, but then she like fights but back. But that is yeah. a way
2: to like, like how you've internalized all this shit that you've been told or learned or whatever and like yeah. to sure. lash it out at someone else. Like, that's a. That's an interesting way to deal with it. My only point mm-hmm. was for this movie, like that would have been a much better ending than no, me. yeah, I, 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 again, like I'm, a I'm more like than nothing, quote unquote yeah. feminist yeah, ending. I am,
1: I am busting your chops for the most I part. I know
2: you do twenty four hours a day, seven <laughs> days a week. I don't know. I, I,
1: I go to work in between, so <laughs> yeah, and you
2: text me. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean, look, I, I, I realized as I was watching it again, I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I enjoy Slumber Party Massacre. I would not argue, I can't argue very easily or well that it's a solid film. It is a pretty weak, pretty... I
2: mean, it was fine. <laughs> it, was, it was fun in parts. It's campy. It was yeah, fun, it was and fun that's to make I like fun it. of. Just, like, <laughs> if I'm going to pick, like... A, Feminist characters in horror or genre or whatever. I mean, I would have picked different movies.
1: Well, I, I mean, because originally I, I wanted to do. I was thinking about Nightmare on Elm Street, but we're gonna we're saving that for Halloween, so I yeah. don't want it. Do want to watch that or Candyman, where like yeah. I feel like Virginia Madsen's character um, is you know I mean she's the main character and she is so well developed and I feel that movie scared the shit out of me. It's too. Still, we should do yeah, Kano. we are gonna do Candyman. Um, but that's another reason why I wanted to put it off because so we across. are talking about doing it at yeah. some point.
2: Have you seen the movie Red Eye? Oh, yeah, with Rachel... McAdams. Yeah? yeah?
1: Have you seen it? No.
2: And, uh... Um, I don't want to spoil it. Do you know who directed
1: that, right? I don't. Wes Craven. Oh,
2: yeah, he did. Yeah, one of the titans of horror.
1: <laughs> He's that way for a reason.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm just Dawn saying... Dawn of the
1: Dead, Galen Ross in that. You know what... The, you know, have you ever seen Dawn of the Dead, the original? George Romero?
2: No. It takes you know place this. in a mall... Okay,
1: I know. <laughs> have you seen it, though? Yeah. Why are you yeah.
2: pretending like you don't know me? It, <laughs> it was originally written
1: uh, to be kind of more of a generic, you know, damsel in distress, you know. And then she, the actress was like, I can't... She, they, he wanted her to scream. She's like, I can't do it. I just don't see this character doing it. She argued with George Romero. George Romero was like, you make valid points. Let her play the character how she want to play it. It's one of the toughest characters in, in horror. Mm-hmm. And um, and he even admits, he's like, I learned from that
2: Yeah, and I think, like, you know, there's some people that use... Like, just have a lot of feelings about feminism or whatever and, like, maybe their own, uh, I don't know, like problems. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, you don't have a female character. You don't have this or whatever. Like, I don't think that is really what feminism is about. Right. It's about like, this is all a thing that we're evolving and we're trying to understand together
1: mm-hmm.
2: and like create your character and then listen to somebody else's critique and say, hey, this isn't real to my life. Well, like, I, this I, I, I seem... like that.
1: Yeah. Because I, I agree. Like, I think it's hard. You know, you... I mean,
2: Ripley was written as a man.
1: They were all written as. They were all written as like you know. um, Yeah, they could have been any. And then it was
2: like, I don't know why he decided he wanted Sigourney Sigourney Weaver or he wanted a female character. Well, the screenwriter
1: didn't direct it, so
2: who made it a woman?
1: Uh, The screenwriter? No, no, no. uh, I think it was a decision between like Ridley Scott and the producers, Walter Mm -hmm.
2: Hill. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like. I forgot my point
1: about that, but. <laughs> but but to kind of like piggyback off that, I think that's you know as your. But way. it's
2: not like feminism is not like a count of like oh how many women are in this yeah movie? exactly how many women are acting in a like very uh, forceful way or blah 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 whatever. Like that's not what feminism is about. It's about creating really full, fleshed out characters that
1: improve the story. And, and, the end. And again, to piggyback off of that though, I think it's like you're a writer. I write. I, I mean, you write. Um, it's hard to, to to go outside. Sometimes it's hard to write outside your own perspective. I think what makes a good artist, in no matter what genre you're working in, is when, yeah, you you write from your perspective. You write. That's like when when Cronenberg uh, was was writing the adaptation Naked Lunch, Burroughs is gay, Cronenberg's not, and he was explaining this to Kron- uh, to Burroughs. He's like, I'm writing it this way because that's what I relate to. That's how I see things, you know? Um, and that's that's the perspective that I take. And, um, you know, and, and it works. I think the most important thing, though, is to listen to other people. That's the sign of a good artist, is someone who listens yeah. to somebody else's perspective and finds a way to integrate that into your perspective as well. Because, I mean, nobody. I don't think anybody's going to write something and nail it like all the different... Pers- you you no. have to get input, and I, can, I think that's important. No, and
2: actually to bring this back to mixed mental arts... One of the belts is about genius myths Mm -hmm. And this idea that somebody can be so smart And create something so amazing all by themselves And that's not reality Reality is that they are building on other people's work They are listening to other people's perspectives Like humans are really great at social learning So if you want to make something amazing That's what you should do You should get other people to help you gang up on the problem
1: There you go Well put Thank you Jess, do you want to wrap up with anything? Any shout-outs? Any call-outs to anything? I'm
2: trying
0: to think what I did, what I bought, what I saw. <laughs> no. Not this one. I'm sure I'll have, like, a list of, of next time. But, again, it's just really great um, day and age that we live at that... Any of these movies that we've uh, talked about are easily findable
1: mm-hmm. on
0: the internet, or you could find interviews and, and stuff like that. So
1: absolutely, yeah, um, definitely. You know, check out that that summer party massacre. Um, you know, commentary dr- commentary that that documentary. It's on the DVD. It's fantastic. Shout Factor. Yeah, like, and
2: I don't want to shit on that movie. Cause, no, like I thought
1: it it's was. Okay. I mean, it was it's fun. But it's, it's, I it didn't like it, it but it's okay. I didn't really you shit hate on it. the movie. It's okay. Yeah. we can have an episode where not everybody likes the movie. Doesn't mean everybody. You guys are right. It just means <laughs> no. Um, We're always wrong in Mickey's world. <laughs> I think everybody is. Um, but no. Um, yeah, definitely check out that stuff, and uh, we will. Uh, we'll see you again next episode. Yes, I just want to cool. say
2: really quickly. I didn't. I don't feel like I did the greatest job of explaining mixed mental arts, but we do have our own podcast oh that you can yeah. find on. Uh, right now, you can find it on SoundCloud. That's okay, probably the best cool. way to find it. Mixed Mental Arts. Uh, You can go to mixedmentalarts.co. Okay. And
1: uh, that's it for me. All right. Well, you know, while you're on SoundCloud looking for mixed mental arts, tell your friends to check out Video (laughs) Vampire. also on SoundCloud. (laughs) And uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye.
0: The basketball team is planning a party. A slumber party. The party begins at eight o'clock.
1: Love it too. Do you think I'm getting better?
0: <laughs> but be on the lookout for an uninvited guest.
2: Please,
1: please. When
0: the pizza arrives, things really start jumping.
2: <laughs> Some people may have to leave early. But others will hang around. And hang around. Courtney, you're underage. Negative
0: go. You're not gonna eat that dead
2: guy's pizza. I feel better already. Really, I do. But for those
0: who
1: stay, there'll be plenty of surprises. <laughs> and non-stop action. <laughs>
0: One thing's for sure, no one's getting any sleep the night of the Slumber Party Massacre.
1: Close your eyes for a second and sleep forever.